0: Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly.
1: Well, welcome, welcome, and welcome one more time. This is Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat, and if you are new to us, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. What do we do at Career Combat? Well, we talk about all things careers, everything that has to do with your life. And it doesn't matter what kind of career that you have. You could be an entrepreneur. You could be working in corporate. You could be working on the line. Like back in the day when I worked at Ford, I I used to know so many people that worked in those really, really difficult jobs, really putting together the most beautiful automobiles on the road. So whatever you're doing in life, I want to say thank you for joining. And it is Fry Yay. I like to call it Fry Yay because you know, we've been through a lot, right? We've been through a whole week. We recently had a holiday here in the US, and it's a short week for some of us. And at the same time, for some reason, it can be long when you have those four-day work weeks. You're trying to pack everything into four days, and that can be very difficult. Well, today in our Session today. We're going to be talking about that career quandary, the career fork in the road, the career crossroads. Think about that. Have you ever had a time in your life where you were at that juxtaposition, that time where you're thinking, I honestly don't know what to do next with my career? Full stop. I don't know what's next. Either you're burned out you're frustrated, you're lacking passion in your career, and you're just done. Or it might not be even any of those things that I just said. It could be that you are transitioning because you are about to retire and you're trying to determine what's next for you. Whatever the case may be, Sometimes we are at a career crossroad for a variety of reasons. It could be where you are contemplating a big jump, a big leap into a a stretch position, a position that could be extremely scary for you. Or for many of us, it's a gig economy, and I don't doubt that you could be considering creating your own business. And what would that be like? Or maybe even stopping and going back to school. That is what we call a career crossroad. And we know at that fork in the road, it can be really, really scary. And that scariness is what we're going to talk about today. So all things being equal, there are times where we have guests and there are times where you write in and you say, I want to know what I would possibly do if I, in fact, had a career crossroad. So many of you have said, I'd love to understand what others go through when that happens, and that's why we're talking about that topic today. And of course, we are on the Empowerment Channel here at Voice America, and that's for a reason. It's because of the fact that you are empowered to do something about your life. We know that there are a lot of things that we can't control. We know we can control how we respond to what happens to us. And as a coach, I'm always coaching folks through What's within your sphere of influence and what's not? We know we can prepare for what's next as well. However, we can't prepare for how people talk to us or what they're thinking or how they react to us, but we can control what's next for us and how we prepare for it. And that's what the career crossroad is about. It's about doing the work, doing the research, preparing for how you're going to be able to Really live that fulfilling life because we only have one shot at it, right? This isn't a dress rehearsal, it's one time. What are you going to actually do about it? And I'm not speaking here out of turn because of the fact that, of course, just like most folks, I've had so many career crossroads, so many to name. I can provide you a couple of examples just to give you some context. Back in the day, Back, back, back in the day, we're talking four score and seven years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. However, I remember years ago, I was in radio and I was really enjoying certain aspects of it. And to be super honest, there were certain parts where I didn't enjoy it. I loved the creativity of it, certainly. I loved meeting stars and and being at concerts, and being on the radio, and speaking to my listeners, and just like uh, I'm speaking to you right now. So there were certain aspects that I absolutely craved, and at the same time, I knew that there was a big hole that was missing for me, and at a very young age, I decided I, I didn't want to be in that profession any longer, and no matter what people were telling me, I mean, I heard it all why would you leave something like this? Wow, this this is a big shift. Why would you do this? What are you thinking? I had a lot of naysayers because honestly, it's very difficult being in that career. And they thought that I was making a huge mistake. And sometimes I thought I was making a mistake because of the fact that it wasn't an easy road. I decided to move from where I was in Virginia. And I moved back home without another position lined up, without knowing what industry I even wanted to get into, much less what job I wanted. The first thing I did was I set goals for myself. I was very humble, took a step back, lived at home with my mother for a few months, and I gave myself a timeline. I said to myself, I'm going to give myself three months. Three months to get that role, to find out what I wanted to do. And I made that my job. I made it my job to find the career. And you notice how I said job and career, two totally different things. When I say I made it my job, meaning I was intentional about goal setting, I was intentional about the time period that I would take to do it, meaning every single day it was like a job. I clocked in. And I clocked out. And all during that day, every single day, Monday through Friday, I was intentionally networking. I was searching. I was setting up calls. I was updating my resume. I was doing all the things necessary to hit that 90-day goal that I set for myself. I And, you know, when you think about goals, they have to be smart. They have to be specific, measurable, you know, all the things. the, The A is the thing that a lot of people forget. It has to be attainable. I knew that 90 days was going to be attainable if I really put everything, my all into it. And at the same time, I knew it was going to make me uncomfortable. It wasn't going to be unrealistic. It was going to be realistic. It was going to be achievable. It was going to be time sensitive. It was going to be measurable. It was going to be all the things that make a smart goal. And in my coaching, a lot of times I ask more than just smart goals, what's your energy around this goal? And I asked myself that same question What's my energy around getting this? I knew I wanted my own apartment. I wanted to move out of my mother's home. And I also wanted to find something that was fulfilling, something that was going to provide me passion that I could wake up every day knowing that I was excited to go that I wasn't dreading it, that beyond the paycheck, that it was going to be fulfilling, that I was going to be serving others. And that's how I found human resources. And it was by accident. It was while working at a company that exposed me to a variety of different kinds of fields. And once I found it, the rest was history. I started raising my hand for all kinds of projects and you name it. And I got excited about it so much that I joined associations so that I could find myself deeper and deeper into the craft and understanding the network of folks who did this for a lot longer than I did and was able to find mentors, able to find folks in that community that were going to be able to feed me. And I don't mean physically feed me. I mean, feed me in terms of what their life lessons were in this career. So again, that was my fork in the road. And sometimes when we're at that fork, we don't know what's going to happen next. We know that it's scary. And we know we're going to have, have a lot of doubts. I implore you, don't doubt yourself. You got this. You absolutely got it. No matter what people say, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be folks that you trust most who are going to naysay everything that you're talking about. If I could do anything differently at that point in my life, I probably would have kept it closer to the best, maybe only letting a couple of people into my plans because I find that the more that you tell folks, whether it was when I decided to start my own business, that was another fork in the road. That time I thought back to those days and I said, I'm only letting in a few folks. One was my husband who in fact owned his own business for a lot of years. And I knew I was going to get support from him. I told my mother because she's one of the people I trust most on earth. And I knew she was going to be nothing but positive. And she was going to ask me pertinent questions, challenging me, providing that curiosity in a good way. Because it's not just about what you want to hear. It's about hearing from folks, whether it's your family or your friends or your partner, somebody who's going to let you know that they're thinking about you and asking you those powerful questions, even if they're not coaches. That's what's going to keep the fire burning and keep you thinking on your toes about things you might not even be thinking about. Those are the things that are important. That that hype squad as my friend Annalyn Cruz mentioned a couple of episodes ago. That hype crew that's going to be able to have your back and still keep it real. Because let's be honest, keeping it real is super super important. One of the things that I find so gratifying and so lifting are the stories that I hear from all of you. And I'm going to share with you a story that somebody shared with me. I'm not going to say their name. This one particular person years ago was in college. And while they were in college, they were always expected to be in a certain particular career. And that career came easy to them. That, that field of study came easy for them. And while it came easy for them, they didn't love it. They simply didn't love that field of study, even if it was easy. And mind you, folks, this was a career that could have been very lucrative for them. Imagine, really lucrative, but no joy. Again, really lucrative and no passion. So fast forward to the end where they were at that fork in the road. They had start, started getting a lot of feedback about what they were good at, perhaps other careers that they should possibly consider. And at a very ripe young age, they decided, this isn't for me. I don't feel the joy, I don't feel that gravitational pull. So what did they do? They switched majors while they were in college. And while they did that, everything shifted after that. Their joy, their energy, that gravitational pull that I just talked about, everything was that momentous occasion of a shift. I know I joke all the time that shift happens. It does. Shift happens. And you know it. You can feel it. You can sense it in your soul. That's what happened for them. And the rest is history. And now, all these years later, about 20 years later, they are absolutely at the top of their field in what they're doing. At the top of their field. And it was because somebody poured into them and said, I think you might be good at X, Y, Z. And because they kept hearing that positive reinforcement, despite what everybody was telling them in terms of, wow, why would you change? What are you doing? You may not make any money at that. They said, no, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm going to change. I don't know what I'm going to do but I'm going to change. I have no idea what's next, and I'm going to make a change. That's hard, isn't it? That's rough. Despite all the naysaying, despite all the fears, the butterflies, all the gremlins that are boiling inside of your body, you still know that you have to make that shift. That's powerful. And at the same time, it's quite the quandary. Because how easy could it be to just go for the money? How easy could that be? I dare say it's a lot more difficult to stick to your beliefs, to stick to that inner voice. First, find the inner voice and then stick with it and keep it moving no matter what all the folks are saying. That's profound and prolific. And I applaud this person who is still in my life because I am so motivated by them every single day. And they know it because I I share that with them all the time. Because I look back all those years ago and it actually propelled me. It influenced me to do the same kinds of things all throughout my life. People don't know how much of an influence they are on you until they share that candor. When they share those stories with you and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, that's that's quite risky." And when you see that they are steadfast in their approach, you say to yourself, "My goodness, if they can do it, I can." And that's what this show today is all about. Career quandaries and what you do about it. And it happens at every moment of our lives. It doesn't just happen when you're 18 or when you're 25 or when you're 45. It happens when you're 65. How many times have we seen people go back to school or switch to owning their own businesses? Those are the things that are super powerful. And I'll be honest, I I think that It's the thing that keeps us moving. It keeps that blood bubbling, right? It keeps us alive when we're challenged, when we're in that squishy moment of what's next? What else can I do? What else can I fit in? I've seen people pivot all the time. And those pivots are what makes life interesting. So think about that. Think about those couple of examples of taking risk, moving across the country, relocating for a different kind of role, opening up that shingle, as they say, creating your own business, going out and starting that LLC. All of those things are super hard and nobody has all the answers. We're just trying to... Spin a plate on every finger and trying not to drop any. And all the while, we are going to drop some. Let's be honest. We are going to drop some plates along the way. I'm just here to provide that motivation, that empowerment, to light the way so that when you are, not if, when you are at that crossroad, that you can decide what's best for you and stand in your power. You've been listening to Career Combat, and my name is Kelly Combat. We are about to take a very short break. I would love if you would continue to listen and keep thinking about your career. Thanks for being here.
0: Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back, indeed. Thank you so much for listening. One of the things that I was just thinking about in terms of these last few years, we've been going through it, haven't we? Going through it, indeed. We're talking, oh my gosh, multiple pandemics, racial pandemic. We're talking COVID all around the world. So many things. And even prior to that, what did we experience? We experienced the great resignation. Yes, indeed. The great resignation it has been called so many things. I've even called been calling it the great reimagination because think about that. It's not just resigning, it's redefining. It's reimagining what the rest of your life could be like. And I think it was propelled by the fact that, my gosh, we didn't know what we were going to be experiencing. I mean, my goodness, we were spraying boxes (laughs) to protect ourselves. We didn't know what was next because we honestly didn't know what COVID was going to do. I mean, we had no idea and think about all the loss that we experienced the highs the lows the the quarantining and so it really forced people to think is this it what else can i do and that's why i believe from everything that i've read and all the coaching that i've done because even coaching has has really boomed exponentially during this period people just kept saying what else? Big question mark. 72 font. What else? What else can I possibly have in my life, whether it's service or, again, starting a business? What else can I do so that I meet my own personal goals and only I can determine what they are, what makes me happy? Nobody else. Because at your core, it's not about what other people believe. It's about what you believe. And so during this great reimagination, oh my gosh, so many types of things have shifted. People started doing things, scaling down, perhaps, moving across the country, maybe to a locale that's less expensive, moving in with family members so that they could perhaps even scale down and maybe not even chase after the the role, the career, or the job that ends up being the high money maker, but less joy, or less joy, and maybe less money also at the same time. So many things that people started thinking about, they put pen to paper, or they went on their phones, or they went on their computers, and they started crafting. And what do I mean by crafting? I mean, what they ended up doing was they started doing the work. The work on themselves, asking the questions like, what are my passions? Where do I find my most joy? And as a coach, a lot of times when I'm speaking about careers, if that's their goal, that is, I start asking things like, what's the common denominator on your calendar? what do I mean by that? Meaning when you think about your calendar and all the things that are important to you, what shows up the most when it comes to workshops, when it comes to the things that you're reading, the podcasts that you're listening to, the people that you are perhaps doing uh, informational interviews with, networking, what conferences are you attending? What permeates your calendar. And when I looked at mine, a lot of my calendar said coaching. (laughs) So ding, 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 ding. That's what I wanted to do. So what did I do about it? I started doing the work, the research, reaching out, thinking this could be the shift that I need in my life. It checks so many boxes. It checks giving back. It checks service to myself. It checks empathy. It checks really moving my business to something that provides me more joy. Because when I started my business, it was all about human resources and consultation and so many other things. And at the same time, those things were great and they served me at a certain point in my life. But we go back to that fork in the road. Sometimes things are right for a season in your life, and for a reason, you move on. Whether it's a career field, like I did with radio, or advertising, it took a while for me to find my footing, and I'm sure that resonates with many of you listening. Sometimes we don't have the luxury of finding one thing and doing it for the whole of our lives. My mother is a perfect example of someone who was an excellent, excellent educator. And she's now retired. And at the same time, it was so much a joy for her. And I'll share a story with you really quickly. One of the things that was really funny that I saw growing up with my mom was the fact that When she was not working in the summers because she was a teacher, she was an early childhood educator. She would go to teacher stores (laughs) and she would look for supplies and she would look for things for her classroom. And she was so excited putting together her lesson plans for the following year. And mind you, folks, this is like the end of June, she would be doing these things. And I used to say to myself, Mom, it's, it's, the summer. It's, it's, you, you don't need to do that. I share that story with you because it's a display of passion. Now, she didn't have any career forks in the road where she shifted to other kinds of careers. And at the same time, that was a constant joy for her. And it showed up in so many ways. Thinking about things outside of work, back to work. Because we we've all heard that saying, if you find the Kind of role that you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's what I saw during this great reimagination. So many stories of folks who started to go back to the lab (laughs) and understand what drives me, what brings me joy. And so many times I've coached clients to getting to those goals as their accountability partner making sure to keep asking about that energy shift. What's the energy that you have behind this goal? What's the energy that you have in your current career? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the greatest, one being the weakest, what's the energy you have about what you do for work right here, right now? If I were to ask you that question, how would you answer me? And are you, in fact, at a career quandary? Are you at a crossroads thinking, I'm quite unsure, Kelly. I I have no idea. I have no idea. And I don't even know what to do next. If we name it, we can claim it. Perhaps you answer that question and you're at an eight or you're at a nine. Will I say, congratulations? That's great. If you're at an eight, a nine, or a 10, then perhaps you're not at that crossroad. And it's okay. That's fine. That doesn't mean that five years from now you won't be. You could still be at an eight, a nine, or a 10. And that's why it's so super important to consistently do an audit of our lives. I have plenty of activities and worksheets that I love to give my clients to take them through that internal audit process. Nothing that I've necessarily created. There's some really great stuff out here. Like uh, one of the particular people that I absolutely adore, her name is Lisa Nichols, spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Lisa Nichols, great author, best-selling author. I mean, all kinds of things. She's a transformational coach and she's got a lot of great, Resources on her website, Motivating the Masses. Again, Motivating the Masses. I love worksheets. I love resources because these are the things that we can do within our control, the things that we can do to sit down and think about our lives. I like to do that twice a year, a full audit about every corner of my life, not just career, health, wellness spirituality, friends, family, my connections, my networking, all the things, budget, you name it. Every single aspect of my life, I love to give a rating for it. And why? Scale of 1 to 10, scoring it up, and why? That kind of life assessment, we know that everything else that happens in our life feeds into our careers. There's no lines of demarcation here, folks. There's no there's no lines of demarcation. If things are off in other aspects of your life, many times it's going to show up in the career. Absolutely. And it's really hard to shut it off. That's the reason for the hype crew. That's the reason for the board, the internal board of directors. That squad of folks that are going to have your back, from therapy to coaching to an ally, an advocate, a friend, a partner, all those folks will help you to be able to craft those questions beyond, am I happy? What do I love about my career? Because it's not just about the closed-ended questions, am I happy or not? Those are quite binary go deeper. Go deeper with your questions. There's plenty of resources out here, lots and lots of books, and we have a variety of podcasts besides, of course, Career Combat. We have lots and lots of resources here on Voice America for you to really dig into and explore what you're going through. Do the work is the point. One of the questions that I literally just got right now, (laughs) this is happening live, folks. One of the questions that I got right now, this person asks, what about fear? How do you get through the fear and what is your advice? Okay, so just seeing this question just now, I'm thinking about fear. And in a previous episode, I talked about fear as an acronym. And it's not an acronym that I made up. I I make up a lot of them, but this one I did not make up. And I use it all the time. It's called Face Everything and Rise. I believe fear is human. And the reason why I believe that is because I've done a lot of studying in terms of that fight or flight syndrome, how the things happen in our mind, in our brains. It's science that we are here to protect ourselves. That's one of our hierarchy of needs. So giving yourself grace is the very first piece of advice I would give you. Give yourself grace to know it is human to have the fear. And at the same time, you can face everything and rise. You can face everything and rise. When I have those fears, not if, when, because I've had them my whole life, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I'm not able to sleep at night because of the fears that I have. And that's what happens, I think, uh, inevitably when you are concerned about what's next or when you have loved ones, whether you have pets, whether you have children, whether you have a partner, whether you have parents that you care for. You may be part of a sandwich generation where you're taking care of kids and parents, everyone living in your home. When I have that fear, I do a lot of self-reflection. I've been journaling since I was 10. I do a lot of journaling. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of reading. I watch a lot of documentaries. There are a lot of things I do to protect my peace and calm my fears. The last thing I do to this person's question, I focus on what I can control and what I cannot. I also have a coach. I believe, I've said this so many times on this show, I believe the best coaches are coached. Full stop. For so many reasons that I won't name. For me, it just helps with my fear. Therapy helps with my fear. Reaching out to my friends and family and loved ones helps with my fears. And I lean into them. I don't avoid them. I lean into them. So I hope that answers that person's question. I mean, it's so nice to just see that live for it to come through as we speak, because it shows me that you're engaged. It shows that you're listening and it shows that you care about yourself, that you're empowering yourself to do more with your life. So thank you for that question. Face everything and rise was the whole point of it all. Face the fear. Know that it's, it's absolutely human. It's not something that you're not alone, that we're all out here with our fears. Fears about our careers, fears about life in general, fears about what's next and what's going to happen to us. And quite honestly, we went through a lot of fears these last few years. I mean, more than three. I think it's going on four years now. And probably before that, because that's what life does. It keeps on lifing, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And speaking of all the things that we've been speaking about, we've been talking about the highs and lows of careers, the forks in the road, what we call career quandaries. And there's so many of them. We shared things about fears. What I just got this email just now with that question about fears. And if you're interested in asking me questions too, you can always call. We are always providing you that number to call us here at Voice America. And you can also write me at yes at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at kellycoach.com. And so just in a few moments, we are going to take our last break. And it will be just for a few moments. I promise you, we'll be right back with all of your questions in case you want to write me some more. And when we come back, we'll talk about more of those fears and what you can do about it. Thanks for listening.
0: Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat what is career combat career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice here you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving how do i get the job how do i switch careers how do i start my own business how do i find my career passion how do i find a great coach this show is designed around you your questions answered live the topics created by you what are you waiting for Check out Career Combat, wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, tune in and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey
1: Alexa play finding your frequency podcast if that doesn't
0: work try adding on tune in or on iheart radio or on apple podcasts broaden your mind open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature tune in and turn on 1111 talk radio Simron author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141.
1: Now, back to the show. As I said before the break, you always have that number that you can call us. And we are live and in full effect right now. And at the same time, you can always write us again at Y-E-S at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H.com. So welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about fear. Someone wrote me and said, What do you do about the fear? Specifically, asked me for advice. And what I shared, if you missed it, was that I tend to break down fear as an acronym, an acronym that's been around for some time, and that is face everything and rise. That's what I do. It's not that it doesn't happen. It happens all the time for me. To this day, it happens. I have a 14-year-old. Of course it happens. (laughs) So I have fears all the time. At the end of the day, it's all about I control whatever I can, and I just really don't think about the things that I cannot control. And one thing that really popped up for me when I was thinking about that question the person asked, I I thought about this as a question, just popped in my head just now, and that is, what holds people back from really, truly realizing their own success? what holds them back? I do believe it is fear. And sometimes I think it's also around being comfortable, being super, super comfortable. And as I used to tell my daughter when she was two and three years old, it's important to be cozy. I'm I'm not going to (laughs) front. It is important to be cozy. However, when it comes to your career, you may not want to be always cozy. I love to be cozy too. It's, it's winter time, winter is here, it's not coming, it's here and we're about to have spring. And at the same time, when it comes to my career, when I know that something is working, it's when I'm scared, full stop. When I'm at that career quandary, when I just can't turn off what I'm thinking about in terms of what's next, and I'm excited, and that fire is burning inside, the butterflies are happening. It's like I have that queasy stomach. That's how I know that it's a good thing. So for the rest of everything, have that cozy feeling. It's important to be cozy. And at the same time, it's a both and, when it comes to your career, look for the uncomfortable. Let's face it, it's uncomfortable networking. It's uncomfortable putting yourself out there. It's uncomfortable setting up a career call with someone and asking them pertinent questions, shadowing them. For a lot of us, for a majority of us, it's uncomfortable. And those are the things to do when you are at the crossroads. When you are there, think about what's next for you. And what's going to get you a little bit more comfortable along the way? All the activities, like I said, uh, all those years ago, I made it up. I made it my job. I did the research and I clocked in and out all day, eight hours. That's what I did every single day for those few months. That's what stops us from doing the work, being comfortable, having lots of fears, and just wanting to stay cozy. Sometimes it can be obligations that keep us stuck. That's a word that a lot of times my clients will use. Kelly, I am just stuck. And when they say that word, it sticks out like, I always like to say 72 font. It's huge. It's like a headline. And I love to live in the uncomfortableness with them, with my client. I'll ask pertinent questions about what's it like being stuck? What would it be like to imagine not being stuck? And when you can imagine, when you can really do a vision board about what not being stuck is like, when you can talk to a coach about what it's like not being stuck, when you can talk to your friends and family about what it would be like. To achieve and realize your dreams. That's when the real stuff happens. And we don't hold ourselves back any longer. It takes work. And there's plenty of resources out here if you don't have the means or the uh, wherewithal to, to go out and get a coach. Because for some modalities, it can be pretty expensive sometimes, depending on where you go there's always resources. One of my favorite books, I love anything written by Jack Canfield, that's C-A-N-F-I-E-L-D. Jack Canfield has a book that I love. It's called The Success Principles. How to get from where you are to where you want to be. I mean, what a title, right? The Success Principles. Another book that I absolutely love, going back to what I was talking about earlier, Lisa Nichols. Again, N as in Nancy, I-C-H-O-L-S, Lisa Nichols. Again, amazing transformational coach. She has a book called No Matter What. No Matter What. I mean, just think about that title. No Matter What. And you want to talk about career crossroads. She had it. She had it. And you want to talk about just an inspiration? She's on YouTube. Check her out. Absolutely check her out. Because what I found inspiring was not only the fact that she was a prime example of somebody who years ago was at that same point where you may be right now. And she did something about it, no matter what. So that's why I thought that title was so appropriate. And when I was pouring into the reading, there were so many like moments for me. And I think sometimes when we're stuck and we're fearful and we don't want to move ahead, it's so gratifying and validating to read about someone who's done the same thing that you are wanting to do. And they did it successfully. They're serving the world. They're putting their 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 thoughts and ideas and their philosophies out here in a very fearless way and creating spaces where people are unrecognizable that's why i absolutely love people like lisa and jack and and so many people there's another book called the peter principle that's another one that i love and at the same time if you're not ready that's okay Just get to that point where you are. We are all on a spectrum of learning. And come one, come all, it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum. Every little bit counts. It's not about resolutions and big, huge leaps. It's about little tiny micro steps or what I call baby steps. Every single movement matters. Those are the things that count. Those are the things that really will propel you to what's next. And it's so funny, folks, they're starting to come in. So I have two more questions that just rolled in. The next thing that somebody wanted to know was, Kelly, what is the hardest thing about self-reflection? What is the hardest thing about self-reflection? So I think that this person was asking this because if if I'm not mistaken and tell me if I'm wrong, A little earlier, I mentioned that I'm very big on self-reflection, that I've been journaling for a lot of years, and that when I have fear, I do a lot of self-reflection. So I did mention that earlier on the show today. What is the hardest thing I believe about self-reflection? Because it's so ambiguous. Many times, we're just going like the Energizer Bunny. We're just keeping it moving. And Many times, it's hard to sit in our own thoughts. It's getting better. Sometimes people will reach out to others. Sometimes people will get a therapist. Sometimes people will journal. And a lot of times, we don't. And I think the reason why we don't, maybe I'm wrong, but this is just my opinion. This person asked for my advice and opinion. I think a lot of times, it's because it's not a science. It's super ambiguous. I like to say that these are skills that are essential. I don't call them soft because I actually think they're hard. (laughs) I think that skills in sitting in your uncomfortableness, getting coached, being emotional, uh, reading the room, improving your emotional intelligence, I think all those things are very essential. And thankfully, as leaders, it's becoming more essential In terms of the future of work. So keep it up. Do whatever you need to do to improve that practice because it's super important. So I hope that answered that person's question. And the next person asked me if you could have a call to action for what we should do next, what would that be? Okay, so this person wanted to know if you could have a call to action for what we should do next, what would it be? Oh, that's a big question. Wow. I think. The next thing you should possibly do is, whether you love jotting your notes in your phone or whether you use um, some sort of iPad or something like that, do what you have to do to journal how you are feeling about where you are in life right now. Do the life audit that I was talking about earlier. And you don't have to have any kind of worksheet or resource. You can do it yourself. You can just create a worksheet. Split up all the areas of your life. And again, I'll repeat, finance, friends and family, your movement in terms of wellness, spirituality. If you're not spiritual, it could just be about meditation, yoga, those kinds of things. All the things that really make you you, including your career. Scale of one to 10, one being the least, 10 being the greatest. Do the work and do the audit. Properly assess that rating for each area of your life. Because we know that all those areas feed into our careers. And that's what will determine whether or not you are, in fact, at a career quandary. And if you are, okay. And if you're not, okay. It's all good. Just keep doing the work to find out more about yourself and then face everything and rise. That would be the action step that I would start with. Again, do the life audit. I say I, I personally do it twice a year at the very least. I do like to do a self-reflection on how each month was for me in general. And I do that at the end of every single month. I keep a journal and that's the thing that I love to do. So I hope that that answered that person's question. And thank you so much for, wow, thank you so much for your questions today. I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to write in and very live, we took your questions and were able to hopefully send you on your way with some great actions or baby steps for what's next for you. And again, we know that career quandaries, they happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. What is your plan when it happens? Are you going to do the life audit? Are you going to check out some of those materials, those books? Are you going to look at any of the podcasts, any of our past episodes for career combat, or anything else offered on the Empowerment Channel here at Voice America? You've got options, is what I'm saying. You've got plenty, plenty of options. I want to say thank you for listening because we talked about a lot today. We talked about that fork in the road. We talked about all the fears that you all have, and I have too. I'm no different than what you go through all the time. And we talked about all the things that matter to you most within your career. And so for next week, I have the pleasure of welcoming an old buddy of mine. Her name is Cherie Washington. C-H-E-R-I-E, Cherie Washington. She's going to be on the show at Career Combat talking about all things DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. She's a DEI expert and executive. I'm so excited. What a way to kick off Women's History Month. So I want to say thank you once again for the last time in February. I'm going to say it again. Protect your peace. Thanks for listening. See ya.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week.